0: Oh my god. Hey, what's up, folks? It's me, Tom F. Dot. finally in my own place of residence. I moved here February 6th. Also, Kretz here, too. I moved here February 6th, and, uh, well, today's my first day with a real place, so... And look, it's just
1: like home. You've got your sports.
0: (laughs) I've got my sports. Yeah, man, like... I, uh, I'm here, I'm back in, well not back, but I've got my own place, there's a whole bunch, it, it looks all set up, I've got my computer and everything perfect, and then a bunch of stuff,
1: just there, so. I've, like seen, I've seen that part of his house, it's, it is stuff. It's, oh, it's there's,
0: there's, there's more stuff now. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, but uh, how you been? It's been two weeks, and I haven't talked to you, you never write, never call, I was very yeah. worried. Yeah,
0: uh, I was actually pretty excited not to talk to you. Um, I bribed Clumsy Death and Wolfie to fill in for the past mm-hmm. two weeks, because nobody really wants to talk to you, Craig. Uh, so I know,
1: it's actually really convenient for me, because I don't want to talk to anyone either, so <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, works out back. great.
0: It did work out pretty good, but I'm back, because those, basically those past two weeks, I was, uh, yeah, I just couldn't could get here but now i'm here so we're back and uh what i have been dialed into though is the spl straight up have you paid attention i mean i know like because i've been into the spl i've been watching it i've been paying attention it's been a lot of fun i know that you're focused on the challenger
1: cup though that's right and we're winning the shit out of the challenger cup (laughs) that's right that's right yeah have you seen (laughs) (laughs) Zapman's streams because it always says challenger level plays, and it's hilarious.
0: <laughs> you have. it's really good. Yep, yeah, no, I mean, it's it, it takes a certain level of commitment to not be the best. So, congratulations, mm-hmm. Brett.
1: I am very committed to it. <laughs> Something I strive for.
0: <laughs> but so anyway, if you guys are new to the show, I know there's a lot of new viewers out there. We're uh, we're, we're we're leeching off us, of smite game a little bit. If you guys are new to the show, basically, I'm. Tom or F dot, as they call me on the internet. I am. Can I call you Tom? You you can't. Uh, I do cat. I I do broadcasting for the Smite Pro League and uh, other stuff. You know, but I I work for high and I do like esports stuff. Um, Kret over here has done uh, has broadcasted for a while. So go ahead and. Uh, I mean, you broadcast and You coach.
1: Hi, <laughs> and- my name is Kret. Uh, I like long walks on the beach and I unicorns.
0: How <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like long walks on the beach and unicorns. I'm currently the coach for Team Eager playing in the Challenger Cup uh, which you can check out on Smite Game 2 broadcasted by Hinduman and uh, Ziadin, which is a name I'm probably not pronouncing correctly. I have done commentary in the past. I commented at the launch tournament, which is really cool. Uh, and then I played on pro teams before it mattered. No, you did. Yeah, I did. Before it mattered. You played on
0: pro teams the way Peckies wolfie liaison proteins yeah oh shots I actually think wolfie could provide some uh some help but I mean so let's actually uh talk about that 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 shit talking awesome.
1: wolfie I'm down it's actually my oh, hobby if you follow you. me on Twitter, I mostly just shit talk wolfie
0: all right now that you got yourself plugged out of the way uh that's the rumor mill it's already been shut down, but there was also something else coming mm-hmm. out of the rumor mill uh this afternoon so if we uh I actually tweeted a little bit about it earlier. Rumor mill, two things came to came to mind uh with my ear to the ground. Wolfie playing for denial esports and Jerby and Sazik, a player you might have seen yeah. if you were paying attention to the child role, playing for enemy esports. Let's let's touch upon the first one since Wolfie said it wasn't true. So I said, like I said, rumor mill, wolfie playing for denial esports. Wolfie said that it wasn't true, but the best will not be playing due to personal reasons. Um, upcoming in this next week, mm-hmm. uh, and it is a big game for Denial, so that's super interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Best is not able to make it for personal reasons, and because of their personal reasons, we're not going to go into them. Everyone has a right to privacy. Yeah. Uh, I think the current plan that Rush tweeted out was that he's going to be playing for Solo. He is an ex solo land player, uh, currently operating as the Nile Coach, and we'll see mm. if he can shake the rust off if there is any. And perform in the SPL Um, and then Game Hunter uh, as someone mentioned in chat is actually playing a little bit but uh, yeah
0: I got really excited seeing Game Hunter so if you guys are newer to the Smite scene uh, basically before the SPL started we kind of had like it was the wild west of Smite we just there were weekly tournaments right it was an open bracket tournament Saturday for North America Sunday for Europe test your might You know, and you did good, or you did bad, and that was it. And It all led up to this huge $200,000 tournament that we had um, last last spring, I guess it was. Uh,
1: It was, you know what, I think Facebook sent me a message yesterday, like, hey, you did this a year ago, (laughs) you want to share it? And it was you and me sitting behind a desk. I think it was like a year ago.
0: Yep and uh that was so that was that was about about a about a year ago and um game hunter was on what is now known as trig esports that team with Cubo, fred and lobster and tricks it's sort of like the
1: spiritual successor of that team
0: yeah i mean i mean that it is the team with two different players right like the team is the same it's four members tricks cuba lobster zip and they just uh, sure. What happened was their Hunter, their Hunter role was always a little suspect and they mm-hmm. sort of cemented that with Funball and Game Hunter was the original solo winner for the team, which obviously has been replaced with, uh, by, by Zelia these days, but Game Hunter was probably one of the first superstars in Smite, strictly speaking with place, with like skill, right? Like we've always had Zapman and Laz's, right? And they have incredible skills. But they're like community figures. Game Hunter was the first dude that, like, the reason you know him is because he has pentakills, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like what he about. You know, he, he's really just. He is the, the star player. I mean, it's, it was like him and Zapman are the people that you look at yep. and you're like, the reason we like them is because they play the game real good.
0: I, exactly. And I mean, so here's an interesting thing Game Hunter. His ability to play was, I don't want to say he fell off, dude, but it it definitely was a different world. I think he started to
1: lose his passion.
0: That's exactly what it was. And I mean, we saw that. We saw that with. Nah. We saw that with Nah. And I mean, you probably won't like me saying this, but we saw that with Zapman last season. For a small portion, I feel like he lost interest in the game and it's been revitalized and he's on a different level. I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but I feel like Zap lost interest because his his attention in the lane just sort of like went down. And I watch him in the Challenger Cup now and it's gone back up. So like maybe he got a kick in the ass. But I remember having conversations with him and just like he wasn't really dialed in. And you see that when a player in a, in a player.
1: I just threw something at you right <laughs> um yeah i mean and basically when you see something like that happen to a player like no, nah, like game hunter unlike Zapman, you uh just hope they get it back right like game hunter is someone we want to see in the competitive right. scene and i i would love to see him back he's a really cool dude he's a really cool player and i think we just deserve to see more of him so maybe something will happen after the summer split or spring split, summer split. Who knows? Or maybe he's just playing for fun, and that's fine too.
0: Yeah, I mean, he well, he tweeted. Let me let me pull up these tweets so just so I uh, I, I get it correct. But I actually I I was really excited because I was sitting I was sitting at my desk at work, um, and I was just sort of uh, looking at Twitter because I was I was actually looking at Twitter because I was sending Jeff Hanlon a message about. I wanted to see if he had anything to say about his upcoming big match which we'll talk about later. Sunday is going to be one of the biggest Did matches. Did he have anything to season. say about being from Canada? Uh yes, he said he's Canadian. But so Game Hunter tweeted out just randomly, let's put it this way, uh Game Hunter tweeted July 13th, 2014, GG to Cloud9 and then he retweeted something August 2nd. And before that, didn't He had nothing on Twitter. So he goes, March 29th, he just says, this is two days ago, I'm sorry for not saying anything before now, but just to make it official, yes, I did quit Smite, but I did log in for the first time today since then. And who knows, this old hunter might start gaming a bit again. And like, the response was overwhelming. He had had a, a lot of favorites, tons of responses. And almost immediately, he just, re- he just responded, just looking at all the support from everyone. It makes me want to play again, so thanks, everybody. I really appreciate it. He had some other things to say, but it, basically he was like, yo, whoops, I kind of just disappeared, my bad. And he saw how much people, like, really just, I mean, he's a, one of the most celebrated people in all of Smite. Yeah. And I guess he was kind of just like, holy shit, they like me. They really like me. And he now he's trying to, you know, now now I guess he's he's playing a little bit now, trying to get it back, see if it's really what he's he's interested in. So um, you know, definitely something to think about, definitely something for European teams to think about. But I have to say, there was a reason he didn't stop playing. Um his interest in the game waned a bit, as we mentioned, <laughs> his ability to play waned a bit, but also. He was not traveling with the team. He's got some medical things, and because of that, his ability to travel with his team wasn't always on point.
1: And that's hard when you're one of the best teams in the league, and you are expected to tra- Like, you're traveling for the stuff that matters. Right, and there's, even,
0: and there's even more lands now that Smite is growing, you know? Like, and-
1: yeah, and- or, or boot camps. I mean, Trigg is boot camping in Sweden. Very,
0: yes, Trig is boot camping in Sweden. Uh, do they start already, Crit?
1: Yeah, they, they are boot camping for this week. Right, right Because, right. like, I, I guess the way Zimstar wanted to do it is he's like, okay, well, we're probably going, which is something that we'll talk about later, but we're going to boot camp just to make sure that that happens. And then, uh, and, and that makes a lot of sense. And then they're boot camping for the LAN, continuing off of that. So it just sort of works with the scheduling all that stuff
0: which is actually really 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 scary to me it's scary and it's 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 awesome to me because we see this all the time where sk specifically now fanatic hopefully Fnatic, the organization uh will support them just as much as sk did but uh sk would boot camp every time before LAN. they would go to cologne germany sk gaming's headquarters uh, a week before the LAN, for a full week, and, and and really just grind out a lot, right? But it was only once they qualified for the LAN. Building up to that, yeah. there really was none of that. Trig though, Trig Esports is taking a completely different look, holistically at that team. Like so... they, they they've gone. Uh, so, I mean, how, how, have you really, like, talked to the Trig dudes or anybody on board with Trig? I know you were talking a little bit. I talked to Zimstar uh... from
1: time to time. Yeah,
0: yeah, cool yeah. is awesome. I mean, at, at... Oh, and
1: Zalia posted my AMA today, which was really cool. Zaga, he heard the, he heard the words Nemesis Solo and, and summoned him. <laughs> if you <laughs> look in your mirror and say Nemesis three times, Zalia shows up behind you.
0: <laughs> it's actually really funny. Uh, we, um... So Zelia debuted Nemesis Solo last week. I think it was
1: before that. I think it was two weeks ago. Two
0: weeks ago. Yeah, that sounds more correct. Yeah, because I missed the week of casting. I was really sick, so um, we we watched right. And 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 it's the first time we've seen Nemesis Solo in the SPL. Now, as a caster, as a broadcaster, and an avid viewer, I also tend you are to an like, avid viewer. I tend to look at like you know, histories and past games and stuff. Zellia's entire page of match histories was Nemesis. Yeah. Just completely. It was hilarious. <laughs> but so go go back to what I was saying. Trig. So Trig Esports is a new their new platform uh, or a new organization in the world of esports, right? Like we've got Team Solo Made and Fnatic and blah blah blah. Trig Esports, this is their first shot. But the thing is, they are a they are a billion dollar brand, literally, over a billion dollars. They're a publicly traded mm-hmm. company on the Frankfurt Stock Exchange. So this is as if like Berkshire Hathaway was like, yeah, we want to sponsor a Smite team. It's sort of the idea of what's going on here. Um and Trigg is treating their players, they're treating this like sports. Trigg has flirted with professional sports before, um, obviously not owning a franchise because it's multi-billion dollars just in that, but uh, sort of brokering players like Scott does for the MLB or, or Jay-Z has expanded to probably a better example because he does more than just sports, right? So, like, Jay-Z... Doesn't obviously doesn't own Robinson Cano, the baseball player that plays in Seattle, Washington, but he like maintains contracts. He's his agent, and that's what Trigg is really doing. Mm-hmm. For they've done that in the past for sports, and they're approaching esports similarly. Do you know how much these people are? Do you know how much Trigg Esports's Smite team is getting paid?
1: Yes, but I figure that's rhetorical.
0: It it, it I it, I actually didn't know if you if if you knew because. I didn't know until Zimstar said, or Zelia said on his stream, confirmed by Zimstar, dude, these dudes make three thousand a month. Like, that's a salary. Damn, like. And so the idea behind it is, they are they like don't they don't scrim twenty four hours a day. They like practice six hours a day, five hours a day. They haven't. They have like a diet regimen. They have a a exercise regimen. It's the full like athletic, not athletic, but like full. No, I mean like athletic like
1: It's maintaining yeah. them as a person. Exactly.
0: It's, dude. It's it's um. It's the idea that success is of the mind, body, spirit. Right. Like, and and I mean it's. It's working. I mean, it's 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 working so far. They definitely are not eschewing to the land. They have to work for it, but this is sort of an extension, right? Right? So they're paying them like I said 3,000 a month with
1: And it's has, important to remember, so 3,000 a month, 12 months, $36,000. It's important to remember that that's a salary for being on a team. And they're probably also able to pursue other things like you writing guides or streaming or YouTube right. or whatever. So Uh, Generally the model for eSports is like multiple streams of income
0: Yeah, exactly, and that's generally like you said that's pretty standard for eSports multiple streams of revenue Um, and like I said uh, $36,000 it's a lot for eSports specifically, especially when you consider that there's multiple streams of revenue also tournament winnings I'm not privy, but I imagine that they go to the players Um, and And it's like very 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 uh I mean, dude. Comparatively speaking, teams don't make a third of of that, right? So, thirty six thousand dollars is what yeah. you expect to make, like as an entry level IT dude like working for the geek squad, right? Like that's a regular job. You're not going to own an Aston Martin anytime soon, but you don't have to think about money if you're living intelligently, which I think is the point. That's the point. They're not trying to say, they're not trying to say, look, play esports. You are a bazillionaire. They're saying like, look, we want you to win. We want you to take every little ounce of your – every second of your day should be committed to being the best mic player you can be. So we don't want you to worry about eating. We set up a diet for you. We don't want you to worry about paying your rent. We'll pay that for you, dude. We don't want you to worry about any of that. It's all about just being good at what you can do and going yeah. into this – going into the land, not just the land, but the week that qualifies them for the land with a with a in-house – lan environment boot camp is amazing.
1: I think it's really cool, and you know, Trick's probably going to land. They've looked really good, and I think they're a safe bet to go to the land and be in finals. You no, know, I think they're a safe bet for finals, but uh, without really fully diving to land, it is an international event, which means NA versus U, which means. Who really knows? We have no basis for comparison aside mm-hmm. from worlds, where which it just is, sort of seemed like Cog was better than everybody. Which is
0: always the most fun. Yeah, I it's really cool. It's I really exciting
1: because we, we have no idea. I mean, you can sort of like hypothesize a little bit, but who knows?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean that that to me is the, like Craig Cyclone Spin versus Elia. Who's gonna win? Cyclone Spin. Sure, I.
1: I agree, but next let's question. pretend,
0: let's pretend I say Zelia. uh, prove it. Can't next. Like um, it's awesome.
1: from North America.
0: <laughs> You're such a piece of shit, but actually this it, it, it's interesting. Uh, we were talking about the new website, right? And, and we're going to show stats or, or top five players or top five stats, right? Like everybody hates GPM. So let's use that for example, like, I the love website, GPM. the website will show GPM. Okay. Um, you know, it'll be like top five players, right? And I had a discussion with, I think it was Adonis. I'm not sure. I know, I hope it. Like I hope I'm not offending him. But the conversation was: should it be NA and EU separate or should it be together? How do you feel?
1: Wait for for what?
0: For yeah. like if, if yeah if you're just if you're showing uh, if you're showing. Um, if you're showing top five stats uh, on anything, KDA, GPM, who cares? Like separate, you, separate, you separate. gotta separate them because they're yeah, yeah. so because so different. Is Meta's different. Game. Like exactly.
1: the way they're the way they're playing the game is different. There's they're up against different people. I, maybe so. I think I think if you're gonna look at stats overall, you have to look at stats that are like intrinsically relative to something else. Um, one stat that I looked at a lot in season one was the Hunter GPM minus Support GPM. And I think that's an interesting and okay. undervalued stat. Because, like, true. how much farm are you giving to your support and how much farm are you giving to your Hunter? So, Season 1, we all know Allied has low GPM. It's a <laughs> personal problem that he is working on, and uh, his girlfriend is very supportive. Um, <laughs> but part of that is the, the gap between Incon and Allied was closer than also, some of the other teams.
0: Part of that is that Allied is the second lowest Hunter when it comes to creep score. His last hits are the worst in the league, second only huh. to Iran's Hunter for Upcoming Stars.
1: Really? That's very yes. interesting. That is yes. very interesting. I would love to look at Incon's last hits. Incon's
0: last hits are kind of high, dude.
1: But... Um... So yeah, and I think I think that's an interesting stat to look at because I think it was uh, season one TSM who had a very uh, small difference, much like uh, much like then complexity had, well, I suppose then snipe had, mm-hmm. where Incon and allied and Trig and and season one Hunter for that that wasn't young Smack?
0: Bay. young bay
1: no it was. I think it was, Day Bay, Day was, it, was, it was Young Bay, if any. It was Young Oh, yeah, it was Smek, and then at some point it wasn't Smek. Um, it was Simstar.
0: Actually, if you want to take a look at yeah. then there is a popular article called A Closer Look colon, Trig Esports, and it will tell you all about the team going all the way back to the Marinthians. Wow, F-Dot, You're
1: so smart. Who taught you to be so smart? You really I take after who me. It. Who wrote it? Oh. Um, probably Tom F. Battinger. Oh, it's talking I about like I, I like that guy's uh, his his articles, especially <laughs> the ones that Dan takes credit for. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what team had a wide difference? I think. A heavy. Never mind. I think it was uh, SK Gaming season one. So Reels and Badger that had a very large gap between support and hunter. A lot more farming into reels and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like that's a more interesting stat. I think you can talk about that cross region, but comparing yeah. stats cross region is really difficult. And I think mostly is a playstyle thing. Like you can use yeah. stats to differentiate the playstyle between the. Regions.
0: Yeah, like you can look at. But it's you hard. Can look at like you can look at like like I said, creep score or last hits, because that's independent of the meta, right? Like I don't care. Yeah. If you are aggressive, I don't care if you are playing Assassins in the versus Mages, like hey, last hits are last hits, dude.
1: So mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think looking at creep score is, is one of the more comparable stats cross region. I actually hate creep score as a stat. I understand that it's
0: relevant. I understand it. I just
1: But you hate it, why?
0: I fucking hate it because it's it's art artific- it's it's artificial difficulty, and I mean like it's it's a yeah, larger conversation, as in like game design and intent and etc cetera. Et cetera. Mm-hmm. But like in the game that we play today, creep score is definitely important. I wish, and it's not possible. I wish there was a way to show creep score with respects to how it affects your stacking items because i think that's much more important how fast do you stack your demo Gloves? i really like 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 we said allied's gpm is very low and there's a correlation to the fact that his creep score is very low but at the end of the day it's like not super huge so i don't know it, it, it's it's just an annoyance that to me that i begrudgingly understand that it has to be relevant
1: right 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 <laughs> um but but let's jump back to, to the SPL. So going into this week, Trig's probably gonna make it. Then there's the Fnatic game. That's Fnatic Dignitas, I believe.
0: Uh no. It's nope. Fnatic L C Oh it's Fanatic L C and then Dude, it's
1: Trig Trig Dig? Trig Stars. Trig Stars. Okay. So Fnatic L C is a game where it's like I think that's your like 60-40 game. Like Fnatic looks really good. They'll probably win, but London Conspiracy can take this.
0: London Conspiracy definitely can take it. Um I think that it's like it's Fnatic's game. Right? Like it's their game to win or lose. Um I think that Fnatic has been the cleanest team in Europe. Over Trig. I think Trig might be the better team, but I think Fnatic has been cleaner.
1: Um, yeah, Fnatic is, I think, a very clean team, which is interesting because, you know, talking about late season one going to the Worlds, I think you would t- call them the rivals of Titan, which is overall probably the cleanest team fighting team in our game.
0: Uh, when, yeah, when it comes to, yeah, like, team, uh, Titan is definitely the team fight team. That said, I don't think they're going to land.
1: You don't think uh Fnatic is? Uh, no, I don't think Titan is. Titan is like, Oh, Yeah, they have FG. like the yeah. they have such a long shot. It's it's mm-hmm. long.
0: Yeah, it's it, it is long like a dox. Like
1: sword. Ataraxia is going to have to get on a unicorn and jump over Stop. some fences. Make it happen. Stop. Oh, get man. on a train and ride through oh, some fences. God. Find a weird hunter build. He's gonna have to oh, invent here, a hunter yeah. build <laughs> and then they can make you know, it to land.
0: Yeah, I mean they Trig has to like or Titan has to hope that so mathematically Titan has to hope that stars beat Trig. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mathematically, that's a long shot. Yeah. It no, could you know, happen.
0: Stars has actually it, been it, playing it, better. It can happen. Uh there it is not it is not mathematically they're not mathematically out. Um theoretically. Like I said, Stars has to 2-0 Trig. They have to 2-0, not win. They have to 2-0 trig in order for Titan to be allowed there. But, (laughs) I mean, I mean, like, that's like saying, yeah, dude, I'm 5'11". I'm 26 years old. I might be six foot at some point in my life, but Uh let's be real, dude. I'm not going to fucking grow (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I've been getting shorter every time I look. Every time someone asks that's me how tall I am, I get shorter. 80. That's because you're old and- No, old that's just my too. hairline!
0: <laughs> no, you're shrinking, Craig. you're
1: actually- No, I'm far. I'm younger than you are! You're old you're enough act- to be my father!
0: <laughs> you are the old man from Family Guy. Hmm... <laughs> anyway, um... So, so, Titan's gonna have an uphill battle. Um, we'll talk a little bit about stars in a second, but Fnatic vs. LC—that's um, yep. Fnatic's game. It's in their court. Like I said, LC is possible though because LC2O Dignitas. Last so what week, happens
1: dude. when LC wins? How how does LC win? Because oh, like geez. when you're looking at Trig, it's like Xaelia went off, Funball went off, Yuvo mm-hmm. helps someone else go <laughs> off, like. <laughs> Basically,
0: (laughs) Elsie is snakeskin. Snakeskin and Suntouch setting up. Suntouch is a... Right, so sort
1: of the Aninster effect. Exactly. Exactly. And the Aninster effect is a philosophical term. Yes. Uh,
0: And I mean, you and I understand it, so why don't you expand a little bit for... The Aninster
1: effect is it's that thing where you make mlc stealth look like the best mid laner in the world but really you're just taking all of these beautiful kills and serving them up to him on a silver platter and yes he does capitalize he eats them very nicely and very eloquently (laughs) he uses the little fork at the right time and like the right knife for the situation but it's endinster's genius that creates what stealth does, and I think LC is a little bit similar in that. It's Sun Touch's prowess, which gives Arrow the ability to capitalize on those situations. Or, or the rest of his
0: team. Very well said. Exactly. Exactly very well said. And, and, and basically Snakeskin, uh, Snakeskin is this, I don't want to call him an unknown anymore because we, we've seen him play and people are, are understanding of who he is, but he's still under the radar to a lot of fans that aren't avid viewers right like snake skin does not get the the fanfare and a lot of that stuff and a lot of that has to do with being picture. on a team that's two and two i think it's his picture can we pull that up on screen to show everybody his picture does he have oh a picture
1: my yeah let me find it um
0: he, he uh he doesn't look so bad oh he oh he looks like Jimmy Neutron.
1: He looks like Jimmy Neutron, or he pencil, is Jimmy one or the Neutron. other. Yeah, oh, one or the so. oh
0: man! When those pictures went live, all the image macros that came
1: out were—oh my god! Most of them, courtesy name. of like Fred, he, uh, yeah, it was, Fred. it was D Freddy. It was D Freddy. Yeah, mostly, 100%. pretty much him. All right, there we go. That's <laughs> that's the wonder snakeskin right under Raftot's face. He looks like a...
0: <laughs> but so. <laughs> So this guy, Casper, swear to God, that's his real name. I'm not making mm-hmm. fun of him. Casper, um, Casper Bruning, which is snakeskins. That's name, a good name. Uh, he's 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 like actually mad good. Um, he's one of the better players, holistically speaking, in Europe. It's tough to say one of the better solo leaders because you're in a league with Maniac and Zali <laughs> mm-hmm. and Upcoming stars, dude, they suck. But Sausage is on that team, and he doesn't suck. So like, Sausage is like
1: pretty good. Yeah. But I feel like he's got like, like the starter condition for Cyclone Spin. He's got C- uh, season one Cyclone Spin disorder, where yeah. it's like, "What is your God pool?" And then he tells you, and you're like, "That's not real."
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, you... Well, well, you know what? You know what? We sat here telling... We sat here telling Cyclone Spin your god pool isn't real. And Hunbat Solo and Bastet Solo are very real.
1: Right. And <laughs> so, like, season three, Sausage is gonna be like, yo, hell, Solo, I, fuck. I, I told you guys three years ago. Yeah. Anubis yep. Solo told you guys two years ago. Like, yeah, maybe he will grow... Is
0: gonna come from the ashes. The- <laughs>
1: yes! <laughs> and, like... That could happen, but I think Sausage doesn't have the right team and the right level of competitive experience to really bring it out yeah. fully yet.
0: Oh, one, That's not to say percent. that he can't.
1: Like, he totally can. Yeah, yeah. And he can now. Like, Homie could pick Hell Solo and, like, carry a game. That's totally possible. But a lot of that, I think it would be... Him playing very well in combination with like his team playing very well and his opponent making mistakes, whereas mm-hmm. Cyclone Spin has like cut out the opponents making mistakes part, and it's really like yeah. he plays well, his team wait, plays well, and then the weird thing works.
0: And I mean that that's really like you know Cyclone Spin put in his work on fat chunks and now is on afk one of the best teams in the league and that's sort of like kind of what i expect upcoming stars is what they are and you know mm-hmm. we're going to see sausage really rise from the ashes i don't i don't really expect to see any or i don't expect to see any of the other, these other players on stars Maybe, hopefully they surprise me but so snakeskin yeah. from london conspiracy is definitely one of the uh he's he's really the 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 powder keg here, right? Like, Arrow will always do Arrow stuff as long as Suntouch sets him up. And Emilcy will always be cerebral and and do all the. And Shaggy Shank will always be,
1: like, shockingly good. Exactly. Shaggy Shank
0: is. Shaggy Shank is honestly. People compared him to Barracuda early last year because of his accuracy levels. But I think that Shaggy Shank is honestly very similar to. He's got that very European feel now that we've really seen him grow. He is very similar to Bay in the, in, in the sense that, like, he's not going to— Or Snoopy, rather, is probably the Okay, Snoopy, example, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Shaggy Shank is not going to— He's not going to be your player of the game very often. He's not going to be your player of the week very often. But he will always be consistent. You know what you're going to get out yeah, of Yeah, and you. the moment you, know you think he's, like,
1: there. not a big deal, he's going to pull some bullshit and kill your team. The moment exactly. you underestimate him, he's exactly. always a threat.
0: And so going up against Fnatic, um, I mean, Fnatic, you know, looking at that hunter lane, I think Reels has a better matchup against Shaggy Shank. I think that Badget and Emil probably cancel each other out. Uh, I think that Arrow is probably uh, probably a, a little bit more experienced than Zero's in the mid lane. Um, but okay. solo lane goes to Maniac hand over fist. And I think Captain Twig is a more capable jungler than Sun Touch. If given the right gods, Thor and Arachne for Fnatic have been very, very, very popular and very successful outside of Thor and Arachne. We haven't seen them do poorly, but we haven't really seen them crush the way Thor does and Arachne does for him. So depending on god pick, we'll see how it goes. I think overall Fnatic has it, but like I said... It's entirely dependent on Suntouch and Arrow working together coming online and Snakeskin exploding. If these two point sure. five things happen, Cret, I think they can two o Fnatic.
1: Well the the other thing to talk about that two O is I think it talks about what the teams are doing well. I think Fnatic is a team that when they're playing their game in terms of team fights, it's very much about like strategy. Like, like, they're playing chess, almost. Like, Reels yeah. wakes up every morning and reads Art of War by Sun Tzu cover to cover. Every day. Because <laughs> he is a general. But when L.C. wins and is playing their games in team fights, I think a lot of that comes from Emilzy and his former experience as a coach. I, I think Emilzy, oh, when yeah. he's on point, is a pristine player. Like, he just sort of yeah. does everything right. And... When that extends to his team, which it can, you see a very cerebral and not really tactical. It's not like they're sort of like out strategizing their opponents. They're just kind of like thinking everything through and doing. But you're not seeing like these like weird flanks and like perfect engages. It's just it's just spotless.
0: Yeah, they've just really they've just really done what you're supposed to do. Correct. You know what I mean? And that's really, and and I mean, I think that is a certain level of intelligence as well, because it's very easy to get ahead of yourself and sit there and be like, all right, we need to, we need to lane swap and we need to put warriors in the mid lane and all do crazy stuff, all of which are good, but they're very situational. And a lot of times you just got to keep doing the right things correctly. You know what I mean? The, like, overthinking is definitely easy to do, and I think Emilzi doesn't do that. I think Emilzi does a very good job at, like, sort of balancing what he's supposed to do and what he's trying he has, to push.
1: He has overthinked in the past. Like, he was oh, one of the few people to buy Bumbas and support, which, if you think too little is dumb, and if you think just right is dumb, but if you think too much, <laughs> it sounds yep. really good, but it's... it's We're gonna good. share all
0: the camps!
1: I'm gonna get so much
0: mana, Cret. Why yeah,
1: would and it, I do it, it just doesn't... <laughs> it's hard-coded not to work. But, like, two bummers next to each other share the bonus. But
0: it was a thought process that he tried in scrims and once in competition, and, and it didn't work, and he never did it again, and I respect that more than not doing it at all. Yeah. I respect it. I I understand. Even if it doesn't work on paper, it might work in real life. Shouts to shouts to Anubis mid. You know what I mean? Anubis mid Mid doesn't work on paper, but then it
1: it doesn't work on paper.
0: He just dies, right? But then in practice, all of a sudden, oh, you have this active. You have this teammate. You have this specific ward. Okay. You can do it. Holy, you clear? Why am I dead? The turret. Name to You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah. Things that it, it's a, it's a thought process for sure. Um, and so Immulz really just brings it out and and does a lot of cool stuff. But I don't know. What's your pick for the, what's what's your pick for this game? Fnatic versus LC. Keep in mind, Fnatic. both teams have to. You, you think are they going to two up?
1: Uh, I think the Fnatic 2-0, or at the very least 2-1, is the safe bet. Like 60-40. If I were a gambling man, I'd put it on Fnatic. But LC is—it's very well within their grasp. They can totally win this. Yeah. I, now I, the question I, is, will they 2-0, which causes like the weird stuff to happen, where like there's a chance at LAN. Uh, I think if they 2-0, they have a chance yep. at LAN. But like that—that's harder. I think there's like a 30% chance LC will get the 2-0 that they need. But they they could do that. They totally could do it. And that that's sort of what I want to see. As much as I love Reels, I think LC with the 2-0 is a very good story.
0: I I would I would love to see LC with the 2-0. Um I would love to see LC see too, Adonis, right there. As we said, so Ad- Adonis and I have really worked a lot. Uh, like I said, I work at high res these days. I'm a little more than just flirting with it, and a lot of my work recently has been doing uh, tiebreaker s- scenarios. Yeah. Uh, me, uh, myself, Adonis, High Res, Darren, and Scott Gandhi has really led, paved the way. Uh, Gandhi has like so much experience in just like drawing up brackets he's just, just to put it in perspective like what high, the high res like is like uh at any point in time you can find Scott Gandhi with his with his iPod in just scribbling on a whiteboard in a corner just brackets and and tiebreaker scenarios, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, you know, setting up fall split 2017 for when Fnatic ties, Team Solo mid, and three, like, just crazy scenarios yeah. that can't, like, everything's covered. <laughs> Everything is covered. Cool. And so, so what Adana said is like, 100% gospel. LC 100% makes it to land if they 2-0, as does Fnatic, which is a very similar situation to what we'll have in North America, but so, like I said, it'd be a lovely story if LC two O's, um, but I think that the amount yep. of, like I said, the they they will they can do it. They beat they two O Dignitas, which mm-hmm. personally I don't think is that good of a team.
1: Um, Dignitas is weird, and I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to jump into like team analysis. I don't think that's the point of this show. But Dignitas is weird because it's. It's a team where I think their faults really are the sort of things that you look at on paper, right? And then in practice yeah. it works, but sometimes it doesn't. Uh, like, Young Bay is kind of a quiet guy. Uh, Frostiak and Shadow Nightmare have a history of being a little bit difficult to work with. But in practice, they've been doing fairly well for themselves. Um, and I think that's really the core of what it comes down to. But, and I don't know, like... Dig has played some really good games this season, Yeah, Dig, and Dig has they look really games. good at times. It's,
0: but they got two. They're sort of
1: inconsistent. It's like I when old. they look bad, they look like oh. I mean, uh, put it this
0: way. Put it this way. I think Team Dignitas is hundred percent the identity of Young Bay, and Young Bay the, has always been inconsistent. I love Young Bay. Eamon is like I mean, and I, he and I don't talk directly 100% of the time, but he's one of my favorite pros. I am down to say that. Sure. But he's also... One of mine, too. I mean, a homie, like,
1: won the launch tournament and bought Louis Vuitton belts. Like, <laughs> right? I'm down. Like, that's
0: what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we, we have a connection on that level. He's a cool dude, but he's just... He's historically been inconsistent. His teams have historically been inconsistent. Yeah. It's one of the reasons that he was... Uh, that, that, that team so limited at the time, now Trade Esports, looked elsewhere in their Hunter role. And now Team Tignitas really headed by him. He's their identity of that team. And I feel like the team has really sort of absorbed that. And that's why they dropped to 0 to LC. Last week. LC going into this game against Fnatic one feel confident because of that win against Team Dignitas. Mm-hmm. I think a lot I think a lot of people I think the public opinion is that Dignitas is a better team than LC. Uh and
1: they're just believe- volatile. And yeah. But and I, like, I
0: think that's the public opinion, though, that dig is better than LC, eh?
1: Yeah, I think it's the public opinion that they're better than LC, but I think it's also, like, you just look at their roster, and it's really out Fresi and Frostiac, and it's like, that's volatile. Right. Yeah. And can Variety and Young Bay even that out? And a lot of the time, yes. I think.
0: Well, I, per, I mean, I know DM Brandy doesn't think Variety's any good. Um, I think he is sub, below average as far as solo leaders in Europe. But I,
1: I'm not, I'm talking about, like, team dynamics. And I think Variety and Young Bay are there to even out the other three players and smooth yeah, things over course. and make things work. And
0: Yeah. Young Bay and Variety are very uh very easy people to get along with and easy people to mm-hmm. work with and just, you know, just Hey, Frostyang, yeah, stop screaming. Okay. And Shadow Nightmare has made a a public conscious effort to be a different person and I And applaud mad him for
1: respect that. to him for that. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: I super applaud him for that. Uh Somebody that somebody that surprised me with that after regionals was Aroar. Um, congratulations, mm-hmm. eager for for taking him on. Uh, so we've seen sort of that, that change in attitude really do well. So, so uh, Allied actually
1: is another good example. I mean, Allied used to be much kind of back, yeah yeah a long time ago. Allied got banned for BM for like a week, and now yeah. he's basically a puppy. Like, the only <laughs> thing he's done is one time smell he wants him to smell as well. <laughs> That's funny, so...
0: So, I mean, LC coming off this win against, against Team Dignitas, like I said, it's very, you know, it's it's a volatile team, and they lost 2-0, and so as LC, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway is that LC has a C. and without a Mielsi, yeah. I think this team might be sitting there going like, we 2 0 Team Dig, we're awesome! We're so good. I'm so confident going into this game against Fnatic. Check me out, dude. Take me to Wendy's. We're going to beat Fnatic. But Emil Z is very, very cerebral, Um, like Ionic from Team Solo Mid. And I think he's going to come into this situation and be like, look, we did very good against Team Dignitas, but the reason was because of XYZ. There were a lot of duh reasons. And the reasons that we're going to 2-0 Fnatic are different and we have to pay attention to those. And like I said, I think going into this solo aid matchup, Snakeskin versus Maniac, Maniac is the SPL player of the week for week four. For good reason. Maniac has been
1: it's his facial errors.
0: It it I mean it really is that it's, and the fact it. that he is he's probably the best DJ in the SPL. He's I'm a trans pretty sure
1: he, he's he's Portuguese. <laughs> I think he's he from Portugal.
0: The, he's the Portuguese powerhouse. Yes the portuguese
1: powerhouse dude Great i've name. said that so many times i love it it's disgusting
0: <laughs> but but so i mean i think maniac Mani, like we taught to- we sang the praises of snakeskin i think maniac is fantastic i think maniac is going to beat the hell out of Snakeskin. and i think maniac is, is really good to be, that and is going it- to be the hardest point in this matchup for a lot of conspiracy
1: at the same time, so part, part, part of what makes Maniac so good is he's, like, one of the premier jousters, and solo lane is the closest thing to 1v1 joust. The closest yep. thing. Especially in Europe where junglers are yep. just like, solo lane. Ugh.
0: I mean, <clears throat> I mean, like, somebody, somebody put it very bluntly, and I, I, I retweeted them. It was like, it was sausage. It was sausage. Yeah. Solo later for upcoming uh, Let me see if I can find it. S O Z. Uh, Solo lane is fun, right? You either fall asleep because of the Bruiser matchup, or you run from Bakasura all game. Like, <laughs> yep, that's, it's that's great. The, that's the European mentality of Solo lane. It's like, all right, it's Viviana versus Hercules, and the jungler goes, "I'm never going there, ever." Right? Like,
1: why would you? <laughs> yeah, make it yeah, that's true. Like, like ladies? the jungler like starts the lane there. They clear two to three waves, they tuck in their solo laner, and then they dip. And they're gone. They're <laughs> yep. all fucking the rest of the map. What mm-hmm. I did there.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, that... So, it, it really is 1v1 Joust, especially when you're Maniac. And so, here's, here's, an interesting, here's an interesting stat point, which I will regurgitate on broadcast, so you'll hear it a second time if you're watching the show, but what was Maniac known most for last year, like, when he first came into the scene?
1: Uh, his beard.
0: Play style wise. Anna, you're disgusting. No healers, Chonga. Oh Aphrodite. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. like his thing. It was just. It was just healers. It was Chonga, Aphrodite. You want to know something? You want to know? And like, he was one of the best Chonga and Aphrodites in the world. Uh, you want to know an interesting stat? He hasn't played a mage all season. It's the that's meta. I get it. Is, yeah. yeah, but, like, that's what he's good at. Following he's the meta? Not he, Well, no, he's good at playing healers. I
1: think he's, he's good at not following not the meta. Healers, and he's just killing it. I think, I think I Maniac is it. a soul laner that is good at identifying and following the meta and just doing that. It's, yeah. We use the term role player a lot, and that's not quite, mm-hmm. quite right. I want to alter it to, like, meta player for this. Okay. Case. And I think Divius is someone who does this as well. Um. Except I think he puts his own. Anyway. It's his meta.
0: Yeah, Divios, <laughs> Divios is like, like Twin Peaks. That is a reference that's going to be lost on so many people. Divios yeah. is like the Truman Show, where he exists in his own little world. And Honestly, that's just that's just C9 TSM.
1: That's <laughs> they're unique. And so let's jump over to NA, and I want to get to that, but I also want to talk about. So denial has this like. Hail Mary. No, I'm, not, I'm not done. Fnatic. Enough about Fnatic. I know you're in love with Reels. <laughs> I know you're in love with him.
0: Fnatic is going to 2-O-L-C. It's going to happen as long as Reels is the pick Cupid. All right. As long as Reels I'm Now can we go to Cupid. NA? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, basically, so, yeah. so guys, the, the match to watch... I do want to give this out to the, to the people at home. The match to watch, by far, uh, for Europe this week, we, we've got three... Oh, shit. Kevin, you broke the website, and I can't pretend to know the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, Thursday is... I was going to mention all the games. We have Trade versus Stars on Saturday, and I forget who plays on Sunday, but Thursday is the real important game. It's going to be London Conspiracy versus... Fanatic London Conspiracy needs to 2-0 in order to go to land. If London Conspiracy 2-0's Fnatic, barring an incredulous, weird so- sort assortment of wins and losses, including stars 2-0 and trig. 2-0 from London Conspiracy will head them to land. Fnatic, yeah. all they have to do is win. If London Conspiracy wins a single game and Fnatic wins the series with two. So Fnatic goes 2, LC goes 1, Fnatic still goes to land, and London Conspiracy doesn't. So it's right. more difficult for LC to take this on, and I think that while London Conspiracy could win 1, I don't see them winning 2 against the team Fnatic. I, so you, I think, think, I think, you Fnatic think that
1: has. Fnatic is going to go to land, really, is, is the goal? Yes. There. Yes. Yeah, With I think Glink. that's about 70-75% to 75% chance there. Yeah. But LC can take the 2-0, oh, that's a possibility, and it would be a cool story to see. And then Trigg, let's be real, yeah, they're going. Yeah, probably I mean, tri- going.
0: Yeah, I, I I expect it to be fanatic and trig. That's definitely my where my money's on. But to say so, fair. yeah. So that so that's Europe. Moving over into the into the North American side of things, as you said, um, we have like this is this is where the marquee matchup is. Like we, sure. we I will be very excited to watch Thursday's game, but like I tweeted out, I'm not sure if I want to cast on Sunday, mm-hmm. like. Because Sunday, Cloud9 vs. AFK, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to control my excitement.
1: <laughs> I think that's going to be a good game. And so.
0: Is that like. I'll tell you why. How did you react to like the year 2000? Everybody was like, oh my god, the millennium! Let me tell you something game. about my You're father. Like, I, Who right I, I, I
1: take after my dad a lot. And the highest praise my dad gives any food ever is. We won't throw up after this. <laughs> <You suck. laughs> That's the best thing he has ever said about any meal he's ever eaten. Yeah? Okay. I'm very okay. understated. So I think it'll be an okay game. Um, and the reason why is we saw TSM versus AFK, and to me that was a disappointment. Um, I agree, I
0: agree.
1: And I think the reason why is something that we're going to get into a little bit later, but basically TSM was ready for AFK, they did weird stuff, AFK was not ready for TSM, and boom, 2-0, done. Mm
0: -hmm. I think
1: TSM and C9 play a very similar game, though not the same, and this is AFK's chance for revenge by Proxy.
0: Proxy quit a long time ago.
1: And um, that kind of proxy, like proxy two racks.
0: Oh, they're proxy gonna proxy c the No, Rainbow they're the gonna country. proxy
1: C9's waves and annoy them.
0: Oh, they're behind seven proxies.
1: No, they're behind the two or two towers. <laughs> uh, in true Omega style. No, so like, yeah, I think I think it's AFK's turn to say. All right, we've seen a little bit more of your weird CSM C9 meta, and. Now we're gonna show that we can play against that. Now we're gonna show that we know what to do and how to deal with your absurd amount of guardians. And I'm down. I'm really excited I'm super uh, because excited, I, I think the most hyped up thing about the TSM AFK game was the solo lane matchup, right? Mm-hmm. Divius for Cyclone Spin, and it sounds Divius good on paper.
0: Like, I had a money bet against that with Scott Gandhi, Like,
1: yeah, <laughs> that and... was the most hyped thing. And I don't think it was hype because it really wasn't. Divios played Guardians, and Cyclone was like, "Well, I can't kill you because you're a Guardian." And I mean, so I guess I'll farm, and then we can try to help. And it wasn't helpful.
0: I mean, that was that was that was a hundred percent intentional. Oh yeah, totally. Basically, I mean, basically, here's the thought process coming out from Divios. Everybody's playing like uh, assassins now, right? And Divios plays Warriors well, and we, you know, we, we, we saw, we saw, um, Janus, you know, we know that, we know that Divios can play mages, and I'm sure he can play assassins, whatever the reason is, he's just like, alright, everybody's playing assassins, I don't want to, I'll just play a Guardian so I don't die. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> like, and then I'll just set up for stealth,
0: it, yeah, and like, set that's...
1: up for, uh, well, not yep. set up for stealth because he played Hades, set up for Barracuda. And they did. They peeled, they engaged, they forced beads. He plays Athena. And, like, it really worked. It's really interesting. And AFK didn't play correctly around that. Not to say they couldn't beat it, but they did not play correctly around that. So, I think now is their chance to give it a second shot because, well, from what we've seen last week, Omega, Stealth, and Jeff Inla are all picking Guardian. All three of them. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Thanatos in it. Um,
0: <laughs> so... I mean, they're, they're, doing, they're doing stuff that's just so, so weird. What's your take on it, man? Uh... Take on what? The Guardian? Yeah, like, the fact, like, there's three Guardians. What's going on?
1: So, yeah, I mean, it's basically what I said. I misspoke earlier, uh, you know, conflating the two teams. But basically, like... When you get that many guardians, you set up for your one or two carries, and there's so much peel, and enough base damage there, that you can still get your kill, you have the CC to keep everybody alive, and everyone's kind of just hard to kill. So that's why you play Zeus. Yeah, like, Zeus, Vulcan, Shibalonki, like, the hard-ass carries. Anubis, maybe not, because he's just a little bit close range, like, you can't really stand behind the meat shields, you have to be with the meat shields. But... Mm -hmm. I'm down for Anubis against it, maybe, like, he, he's really popular in China because he kills tanks. And it's China the likes Amusing tanks. Crab. It's literally the Chinese meta.
0: It actually is. And I mean, you, you coach China, yeah. so you, you probably have more knowledge than anybody with everywhere. the exception of
1: Narayan. Uh, and uh, Parker. Probably his. Oh yeah, Parker. Yeah, Parker.
0: Parker is all over that. Harris uh, Parker is.
1: Uh, he also tweeted pictures have... of him on the Great Wall, which is totally dope. Yeah, Parker. Parker
0: and Stu were in China very recently. Uh, they actually announced. That, side note: They announced that uh, Xbox in China will have Smite. Which, mm-hmm. like, first of all, Xbox in China with Smite in China. Like those three th- Those like things don't really. That's a huge deal. Because China is very like specific about everything, which is why High Res goes through Tencent, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's super cool. But so High Res Parker is like this. He works for High Res. and does a lot of cool stuff. But he speaks like twenty languages. So yeah, really, really smart <laughs> he, he guy. The, like it's, it's, it's disgusting. Season, but, yeah. So I mean, the Chinese stuff. I mean, it, it, are, have you kept up on the Chinese meta?
1: No, not Do you not still so watch much. The Chinese teams, not you, so much. But them? like they. They they like tanks, and they like fighting, and Anubis is very good at killing tanks. That's basically what he does.
0: That's kind of really interesting. I mean, so...
1: Oh, and you want to know who did Teleport Solo before Divius and Omega? Omega? Oh, before Omega? China. China? Okay. Like, I think TSM and C9 are just taking the Chinese meta, and it's a conspiracy. see,
0: See, this is so interesting. Do you, think it's, do you think it's them looking at what China's doing and bringing it, or do you think it's just the natural growth of what's happening?
1: Um, I think it's just sort of like, I think what it is is we have this weird situation in NA where, and it existed with the Cogs, it basically is David Fry's fault, where we have these two teams that only scream each other completely in a vacuum, they're both very good, <laughs> and nobody knows what they're doing. Yep. And the result is... That's
0: Team solo Mid and Cloud9. For
1: yes, formerly CogRed and Cog Prime. And the result is, for example, looking at uh, NA Playoffs, over the course of the four weeks between the end of the SPL and the NA Playoffs, those two teams created like created their own meta through the entire process of, like, you have an idea, you do the thing, you find a counter, the counter like this, and like, it all played out, and they end up mm-hmm. with this weird, specific, strong meta going into the LAN and, like, it was very powerful, and it was a big part of what made them win both sides of the bracket. Yes. And then they play, and it's weird, because, like, they're, both, they're playing this different game from uh, everyone else. Yeah, they,
0: yeah, they play a very different... They play a different, very different meta, and, I mean, like, that's sort of... One of, the, one of the things that make you a good MOBA team is your ability to adapt, which is why I feel that AFK is not a... Number one team because I think that they are very good at playing the game that they play, but do not adapt as well as some of the other teams.
1: And, sort of, yeah.
0: And yeah, that's, that's a small, that's a larger statement in a sound bite, but that, that sort of boiled it down. And Cloud9 and Team Solo Mid don't give people the opportunity to adapt to what they do because they do it behind unclosed. Well, yeah, and board.
1: they've also played out the on the fly adaptations that you can make. Like, they've yeah. played out the situations that you think might be a counter. Like, they've done that. Unless you think of something really weird after seeing their meta, they've they probably played it. And then eventually, like eventually there become loopholes where, like, well, Omega and Divius, neither of them play this thing, so they don't practice against it. And there are some weird oh, little yeah. problems yep, that yep. happen with scrim partners in general, right? Like, um, I actually
0: think scrim partners are... More problematic than they aren't.
1: Hmm. Well, that's another interesting conversation, but... It, it, in some ways, they're problematic. In, in, in other ways, there Cog sent two teams to Worlds. So, well, kind yep. of three. What, three? <laughs> kind <laughs> of three. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, they, they sort of create this meta over the course of time. And I think going into the SPL Week 1, the C9 vs. CSM game... They just started like they were just figuring out their meta and it kind of looked shitty because it was like they weren't on point. And TSM and C9 players even said like, yo, that game would have been hype at the end of the season because we weren't ready to show the best quality game. And then like the next week turned around and we saw TSM versus AFK and that was when and I think it was also C9 versus Denial uh, no, it was Denial. C9 vs. CSM. C- or Denial yeah. vs. CSM. Sorry, Denial, Denial vs. CSM. Well D- Denial beat, beat TSM. TSM, yeah. But then, like, after that was when we really saw, like, this weird meta shape-up, where they had, like, the Guardians in the solo lane, and mm-hmm. they were sort of playing well, very Didio's conservatively played, and safely. Didio's
0: played Sobek against Denial. They just beat him. And I think yeah, that... Yeah. And, and I think that goes to... And... Oversimplification again. Denial is sort of the antithesis of AFK.
1: I well, also, mm, I don't know about that.
0: Let me, let me, let me, let me say my piece, and then let's see what you say. Because AFK comes into the game extremely practiced. All of their stuff on fleek. Everything is lined up. They're good, and they don't adapt well. Denial esports. The best logs on twice a week see what happens they do well they've got a team set up sort of but what they do amazing better than most teams is that they adapt and they are very dynamic so they're sort of opposite in that regard i feel which is why they performed well against tsm a team that has secret strategies and requires you to adapt on the
1: fly i'm down with that but i also think their secret strategies weren't completely fleshed out yet they were still growing that's They're fair. still in the evolution phase, and I think the TSM we saw against AFK was, like, like, not 100% Final Form Frieza, but Final Form Frieza, right? Like, their strategy was done. They're, it's is that ready with to an shift. ice stone? What?
0: Is, is that what Eevee evolves into with an ice stone? Frieza? No,
1: no, Frieza, like, from... Is that
0: one of your moves?
1: Yes, it is actually. It's really good, you should watch it. Um so they sort of like have this meta that shows up and and they had it ready for AFK. AFK, as you said, wasn't able to adapt to it. They didn't play that matchup right, but now that AFK has had some time to think about it, they're going to into a C nine who's probably doing something dissimilar to what did uh what TSM did, and AFK has access to those games. They can watch the VODs. Yeah. They know how it felt, they know what happened, and they can make the necessary adjustments, which I think is really important, and if they make it to land, I think that's why. Because they yeah. looked at what TSM did, they said denial or C9's going to do something similar, we know that these players have these tendencies, and like, we know that there's the Anister effect, where Anister, uh sets up for stealth. And they will go into the game with a plan, they'll be ready, and they'll take the win.
0: If they do win. Right. If
1: not, C9's just going to come in, play their game, and win, and that very well could happen. I can't... I don't think I could safely call this match. I don't know who's going to win.
0: No, I mean, like, so So going over in Europe, what we were talking about was Fnatic versus LC is the the, the game to watch for uh, week number five. It is Fnatic versus LC. If London Conspiracy beats Fnatic 2-0, they go to land. If Fnatic beats London Conspiracy... At all. Even if they drop a game and bring it to three games, even if it's a 2-1, Fnatic will go to LAN. Cloud 9 versus AFK. Whoever wins, doesn't matter if it's two games, doesn't matter if it's three games. Winner goes to LAN, loser watches on Twitch. And that's it. Like, there's no that's the high stakes percentage. that you love, isn't like, it? Dude, dude, I love it. Fuck your double elimination, your safety
1: net. Double elimination, safety net, best of two. Everyone shares the prize pool again. I hate it. Give me a winner. I'm going to run a tournament where everyone plays one game. We do a round robin, everyone plays, and then everyone gets the same payout, and they're all winners.
0: It'll be called Little League. But, (laughs) like, Cloud, not if TSM loses. Right, right, right. I mean, Sunday is that's it. C9, AFK, someone wins, someone loses. That's it. So if Thursday's European game is the game to watch for week five, Sunday's North American yeah. game is the game to watch for the entire spring split. The, all right, MLB star and you other avid viewers out there, You really want to... Mathematically, sure, Cloud9 versus AFK isn't the final say. If enemy esports 2-0s Team Solo Mid, then it's different. But if enemy esports 2-0s Team Solo Mid, I will buy you a plane ticket to slap me in the face. Okay?
1: It's it's just... Wait, which one of them are you buying the plane ticket to? MLB Star? Everyone! That, I hope that's not legally binding because you know Jerby is like on that shit. So, I, uh, we did mention it at the beginning of the show, but just to rephrase it, or uh, re say it, Sasak and Jerby will be playing for enemy Source this week, so maybe a last ditch effort. And. which is Which is. Let me tell geez, you something about so Jerby exciting. that I have learned from playing with Eager. When Jerby wants to win, he plays really fucking well. It, he, he
0: does, and this is actually... I forgot about this, I forgot about this, I forgot about this, son of a bitch. I hope I don't have to buy anybody a play ticket, but I think realistically, even with these changes, I don't think they're going to get too... I don't think TSM is going to get 2-0. But it's actually very interesting. So Cloud9 versus AFK is the game to watch. They yep. are, The winner of that goes to land, unless enemy esports 2-0s TSM, which isn't going to happen. Um, But enemy esports is totally dark. Um, totally, totally, they, they're they out. They are, they are, they are gone. They are, they are over. They have no chance of going to land. But, they are a spoiler. Like I said, they can't win, but they can force somebody to Like Polyjuice. To Shout like... out
1: to Polyjuice. <laughs> and it's Where hilarious. Wolfie came in with his Ulur solo and Moji's Fenrir ADC, and they said, no Pernicus, you will yeah. not go to the SPL. Yeah.
0: And those storylines
1: are upsetting but they're great
0: dude it's so much fun so like right here for enemy esports jerby and sazik who are like i mean everybody knows who jerby is especially if you're a fan of incontinentia but sazik is a player that you might not know wait did you just say that yes but (laughs) sazik is a player that has done all of the right things um They've done all of the right things. He, he's done all the right things. He He's he's sort of like Snakeskin, where he's almost there, needs to learn a little bit more, and we'll see what happens, right? So, enemy esports is making this decision to spoil. Like, they, they like they, I, I don't know what happened with their roster. Maybe somebody's sick, maybe somebody quit, but they could realistically just put in a sub and pick four assassins and have fun, right? Like, sure. But at the end of it, they are making a conscious effort to try and spoil teams, to try and spoil uh, somebody else's success. And that's, that's a lot of fun.
1: That's it is a lot fun. Of fun. I like um, that. I want to talk about enemy, enemy, and I want to jump into our last topic of the show, which I find really interesting. So let's talk about stats and context for stats. And we have this interesting situation with the SPL. Spring split doesn't contain that many games. It has enough, and it feels good. Like, I am content with the amount of games we have. It's not really enough to really talk about anything statistically, right? Like, how many games has... I don't know. a Guardian been solo-lane. Right? Okay. Like, four. Five. Maybe six.
0: It, it's happened a lot.
1: Yeah, it's happened a lot within the SPL, but is that enough to say that, like, Guardian Solo overall is good? That becomes a little bit weird, because you don't really have a large sample size, you just have games that matter. But the games that matter, like, go differently on something that's not dependent on, like, just picks, right? Like, when a team wins, it's not all the pick-ban phase. The pick-ban phase matters. But it's not the entire pick-ban phase? And three, six games. Six games where Guardian Solo has been played? Athena twice,
0: Sobek once, Hades three. Alright,
1: so I I think it's safe to say at this point that Guardian Solo is good. Xenon and sim seem to have proven that. However.
0: Shouts to Maniac.
1: Yeah, and Fnatic. And, however, that's not a statistically significant number. Like,. Guardian solo could have just sort of slid by. Mm-hmm,
0: it mm-hmm, just sort mm-hmm, of could have mm-hmm,
1: worked. Because you're only looking at six games out of what? 30 maybe? It's like between 20 and 30. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so that's weird. Because on the other hand, you have Scrims and Ranked. In Scrims and Ranked, something is played uh, Arachne solo lane played. I don't think we've seen that in the SPL. Maybe once or twice um directly so lane, played in scrims and ranked does does well let's say it does it does well um but like do we really want to say well it's meta it's good it should be played in the SPL if it does well in scrims and ranked no so there's this interesting situation where it's like what do we put numbers into what 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 matters more is it the SPL the games that matter and the small number of games played or on the other hand, is it scrims and ranked where the games are less important, but we have a much larger sample size to talk about? I think that's really difficult, especially when you go into like specific scenarios, and the one that comes up for me is Bestet. Okay. In North America. Alright. Alright. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay,
0: okay, okay. And, and basically, uh, I know where this is coming from, uh, Bart made a tweet. One tweet saying that Bastet sucks because the stats say that she well, wins. I
1: don't want to say Bastet sucks. I don't think intention uh, well, was to say I, that Bastet I mean, sucks. Sure, sure. I'm, 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 I'm oversimplified. Basically, okay. the tweet was
0: Bastet's win rate is really, really low, so why is she such a high-priority pick? Is she overvalued? Was mm-hmm. essentially the tweet. And I think it struck a lot of people uh, poorly. And... Um, and, and, and I see where you're going, and I'm going to agree. Because stats, but I'm going to slightly disagree, okay? okay? Stats are important. Yeah, they are. But they're important in context, and I don't think it always has to do with the small sample size you're talking so, about.
1: So, yeah, totally, but it also, like... When you have something like that, I think it's the situation where you look at the stat, you're like, "Huh, that's weird." Then you look at the context and see if the stat explains the con- or the context explains the stat. And so, in that specific situation, Besette has been played, I think, four times by enemy esports, which makes you look at it differently. Because then it's like, "Well, is Besette something that people are willing to give to enemy because they don't think they're very good at it? Is it something that..." Is, is Bestet part of the factor why Enemy is getting as far as they do? Right. Uh, or is Bestet just bad and Enemy Esports is overvaluing her and giving up other good picks? And, or is Bestet something that Enemy Esports feels that they cannot afford to give their opponent? Right?
0: right, 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 right. So
1: like, maybe it's a situation of like, we, uh, we let Bestet through. They have to pick it. We get two picks. If they don't pick it, we're gonna take it and now we have Bestet. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, maybe it's this lose lose. It could be a variety of different situations, but either way, it seems like what's happening with enemy esports is in some ways messing with those numbers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, that's the context that I'm taught that, that I really like think about. Right. So, you take a look at Hercules, small sample size, right? Right. Sure. Hercules is 100% win rate.
1: Uh, didn't S.T.A.R.S. play it? No, no, no it's not. S.T.A.R.S.,
0: S.T.A.R.S., as of week four, he has 100% win rate. S.T.A.R.S. Yes. played him and lost with it, and that was the first time Hercules lost, ever. And where
1: mean, was he played? Soloing. And God And support. Okay. Uh, who played him in so, Guardian? That's Trey. Obviously, and like yeah, yeah. tricks. So I think we can but, just sort of but, say, like, well, Trickster's really good, and like yeah,
0: but like I mean, the the when you say that, when you say that Hercules is a hundred percent or close to hundred percent win rate, that means he's good. And small sample somehow size, somehow or, so, it, like small sample good size at or not, he's good. Like hundred like that disparity. It doesn't matter if it's four games if he's winning all four games there are a lot of other contributing factors of course and
1: it's just it's a vague good at the very least
0: of course of course stats always need a sentence before and a sentence after you can never just say you can never say hercules according you can't say according to the stats hercules is good you have to say sentence one Hercules has been played the majority of time in the solo lane and in the guardian role. That's because people like a, a tanky frontliner. He's won 100% of his games thus far. Third statement. Because of this, we can say that he's good. Right? I, like, I don't even think that's the that third a sandwich statement. you need to make. And I the think third you need... isn't really needed.
1: Yeah, I think I think you need a different third statement of like um I I, I think requiring more context to say he's overall good. And like, a 100% win rate is really dramatic, but that might have just happened. Whereas, like, in SPL Season 1, if I remember correctly, Uller was at, like, uh, 20%. Like, low win rates was, like, Thanatos, Fuller. Fuller is not a bad god. You just look at him, and you're like, this is not a bad god. There's something well, going on here.
0: Well, and here's the thing. Go, again, stats within context. Yeah. Uller had a low win rate. I don't think anybody on the professional level can play Uller, with the exception of Zachman and Alan. And that's for two different reasons.
1: Well, season one, yes, but season yeah, two... Yeah, that's... I'm speaking spe- Yeah, I'm, yeah, talk-
0: yeah. I- I'm talking about see- uh, season one. Sorry, Bronx Bombers. Calm down. You got 16 yeah. kills and still lost the fucking game. Calm down. Season yeah. one, Zapman uses... Z- season one, Zappman uses Uller as on her 2.0 to just... Level two, jump in and kill you. And then Allied uses Uler to avoid the lane phase completely and then just murder you in the team fight, right? Like, (laughs) that's what that's about. So when you look at the low win rate, you go, yeah, it's because Uler does two things. He he beats you in lane by fighting you directly, or he wins the team fight because he's one of the best team fighting hunters because he can actually play like a mage in a team fight. And you look, at this, you look at the map of Hunters, and you go, the only two Hunters in the league that subscribe to either one of those thought processes are Zapman and Allied. So they're going to be a small percentage of the people that play Uler. And that's the larger conversation you have to have. And I will always, always say that that is part of it. I do not like blank stats. You need a conversation. You know what it is? You know what it is, Crit? What? Stats are like an ugly potpourri centerpiece. It doesn't make sense unless it's in the middle of a table.
1: So, here, here's the other thing. Looking at I Season 1 stats, because I still have those. Onher had an overall win rate of 80%. He, went 12, he won 12 out of his 15 games. He won his first 5 games in a row, but he was played almost exclusively in europe i think it was actually exclusive uh kagred played in one game at the end Mm -hmm. of the season it was their last game gg and so it's just like what's going on there is on her really that good is it just a european thing like clearly on her is a good character his win rate's high but what's the situation that sets that up and when i think you're i think especially if you're going to like talk about hercules you have to also think about matchups maybe Tricksank is just Trig. a god with this character, and it does exactly what Trigg needs him to do. I think that's a good analysis. But then when you look at him in the solo lane, it's like, well, who's playing it? And are they doing it into specific matchups? Um, I, I don't know. It, it just feels like when you have a much lower amount of games played in this season's SPL, yeah. where last season was like, I think it was like 60 games?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was lower.
1: Um, you, you just need more sentences... On, you need more in depth stat, yeah, stats for sure. Yeah. Like, you need to look at matchups and teams when you're talking yeah. about these things. So, you can be like, well, the does fine, she goes three and three, but if you include enemies, she has four more losses. So, like, shelve that team, they're not good at the and look at these so, remaining stats.
0: So, what stats? Because keep in mind, like, the sample size isn't going to get much longer. This is a five week set or a five week yeah. split. Our split, I think, next week, next season, um, it's going to be longer. I don't really know how much longer. I don't think we really nailed that down, or maybe we. Well, have, you know how much higher good. can
1: it get, but, right? Like, how many games right. could we have in a season? We're exactly. probably not going to hit a hundred, and even then, that's not the largest sample size. You'll have gods that's, that are played ten times.
0: So, what's, so what stats are relevant in a? 10-week split, right? So, like, 10-week 10, 10 split, okay? So, what do we... Just double the amount of games that we have. What stats are really relevant? Or is it none and they are all contextual?
1: Oh, no, no, no. I'm, well, I think stats are intrinsically contextual, right? Like... Of like, course. I mean, that's that's
0: that's my statement <laughs> of all time. Right. Like, I, I always think stats are contextual. But, I mean, like, even with context, like, what stats are... What are the least misleading stats, I guess, is my question to you?
1: Least misleading stats. Like when we say, I think like, rate. win rate is pretty misleading. I think straight up pick ban rate and early pick rate. Like I don't know how you would turn it into a stat, but the prior, mm-hmm. it would have to be some sort of like weird index number that like Lirboot works on in a basement to create. It'd be of, a heat like... map. Yeah. Yeah, of like how picked something is. Because I think when something's picked a lot, that's indicating that teams are using it in scrims, and it's totally working. Now like pick rate plus, where it's a... when Pick this rate, is ban picked. rate thing, and then how early it's picked.
0: Yeah, like, like, assuming there is one ban, two ban, one, two, three, four ban, one, two. Assuming there's eight slots to pick or ban something, it would be pick rate plus... Oh, and someone did actually do this last season, as
1: uh, chat has... Uh, just Simon did that last season. Ooh, but
0: okay, sweet. That's actually interesting, dude. Uh, that's interesting. You should talk to you should talk to Kret, so I don't have to do the work. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> it, it's it's an interesting situation, and I mean, even then, like, what's the right way to do that? You know, like, what's the right way to say the priority? But the thing is, then you also get these weird outliers, like probably season one Thanatos, where hmm. season one Thanatos. Was played as a I, counterpick can, to can Thor. I,
0: can I say it? Can I say it, people just Because people play didn't understand him.
1: I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's people playing differently in scrims, people being more aggressive. Maybe in scrims, Thanatos killed Thor every time, and then in SBL games, it didn't happen. Or maybe it was like lesser teams trying to snowball and better teams. Like There's a lot of reasoning there, but either way, Thanatos was overpicked for his win rate, and I think that, says, that speaks a, more about some mistake is going on, right? Yeah. Like, when a god's win rate is low, but their priority is high, I think it's not that the god is bad. Not necessarily that the god is overvalued, but that could happen. Right. Um, but I think it's more... That, that's one explanation, is the god being other, under uh, undervalued. But the more plausible explanations are certain teams being bad with him, uh, certain mistakes being made, or maybe... Like it is possible that it's just shitty luck, to su- not it, not yeah. like no, not like luck it, being yeah. a thing, but like happenstance, where it's like it just so happened that Thanos kept losing and on her kept winning because the teams who picked them played well in other lanes for whatever very, reason.
0: Very, very true. I think all in all, I think the sum- the the summary of this conversation is really that stats should be used to open a conversation, stressed on the word conversation, and And not be used to form an opinion.
1: The second thing is, pros scrim a lot, and they play a lot of ranked and trust their picks, and trust their lack of picks as well. Like, there are some things that sometimes we don't, like, professional players and coaches and shit miss. That happens. In Mm -hmm. Season 1, Malice Mm -hmm. was better than Bane the entire time. Mm -hmm. Nobody checked. Or chins, throughout the majority of Season 1, people weren't building chins on Hunters. And then, like, late in the season, it was like, wait a second, build chins all the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, every so often, of something's missed, but for the most part, the stuff people are doing is stuff that is heavily tested.
0: Very true. Very true. So, so the takeaway, like I said, is just stats are a beautiful start to a conversation make sure you finish that conversation because otherwise you're just gonna look silly (laughs) so all in all basically coming out for this next week spl is on fire it's the last week of the spring split um we're going to go from the spring split if you guys aren't in the know basically what happens is this has been a five-week split starting on march 7th um it's all coming down to now the top two teams in north america and europe will come to Atlanta, Georgia to high-res studios and play in the spring split final Land. Um, and that will, that will, well, one, it will be a land. there'll be a lot of fun stuff. It'll be a very high-res feeling event. That's all I'm going to say. It'll feel very high-res what you want it to be. So be aware of that. But of course, the main attraction is a Smite competition, and that'll feed directly into the summer split, which will be awesome as well. Thursday is one of the highest profile games for Europe. It's gonna be Fnatic versus London Conspiracy. Fnatic needs to win the set to go to land. London Conspiracy needs to sweep the set. They need 2-0 in order to get to land. Um, Both Cret and I have said Fnatic on that one. North America is home to probably the most high profile game of the entire goddamn season. Sunday, 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 is gonna be Sunday. AFK versus Cloud9. Both of these teams are like top tier. There's two of the most celebrated teams. Cloud9 is the team that won the world championship, and AFK is the team that came in qualifiers looking like they could have won the world championship. They're gonna play each other. One of them's gonna win and go to land, and the other is gonna lose and watch home from Twitch. Crett, I'm gonna force you. AFK, Cloud Nine, how many games?
1: How many games? Three. Who
0: wins?
1: Yeah, I can't... I'm not going to call it as an analyst, because I have no fucking clue. Okay. But from my heart, and this is tough, because I love Jeff. I love Barra. I like Andy. Omega is cool, I guess, and, and stealth. is also a cool guy. James is a
0: great friend of mine. I get it, Stephen A. Give me an answer.
1: I have to go with AFK, Ooh, because... Tell me why. Tell me why. Because me why. Eager is their scrim partners. Uh it's pride. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're such a piece of garbage. It's actually interesting for our show. I personally have Cloud Nine. I think I, I, I think AFK is a very strong team. I just think that Cloud Nine, I think that MLC self outclasses Kiki in the middle lane as a player. Um and I think that uh there's just I think Cloud Nine is a more cohesive team for a full match. Mm-hmm. Than AFK does. Um, I think that AFK is very, very good, but has a certain shutoff point, and Cloud9 will play a 65 minute game all the way through. That said, I do think it's going to be a three game split. I think that there is no way that either of these teams really sweep the set. They're just too good. So, Sunday, I don't know who's casting. I don't even know if I want to cast because this is going to be. The most exciting matchup of the entire split. And, like, dude, it's not even fake excitement, man. Like, I'm not going to say we are always like, – Dude, this is just the most – I'm excited too, match.
1: f Dot. Shut the – God, I hate you
0: so much. Anyway, that's our show. Thanks again for watching. Tune in every Tuesday, 5 p.m. EDT. For more, really, you can check out YouTube.com slash Feel free to follow us both on Twitter, Twitter.com slash Cretata, Twitter.com F-D-O-T-N-Y. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace. So much love to you.